Aloha. Welcome to the Big Dream School Podcast, where we explore the art, science, and soul of rocking your dreams. I'm your very grateful host, DJ Valerie B. Love. Inhale. Now, doesn't that just feel awesome? All right, let's rock this. Aloha, love tribe. You ever have a conversation with somebody at a dinner party or your own dinner with your family and wondering, like, how can I go deeper? This is boring. We're on the surface. We're not talking about anything other than how was your day? What do you do? Da 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 da. And do you ever wish like I would like a tool and something fun so that I can get closer and deeper into relationship with these beautiful people in my life? Well, my next guest, Christine Porter, has a solution for that. And she is a creative, badass change maker who went through a big, big life crisis. And on the other side of the life crisis, she's like, how can I serve other people? How can I serve my soul and their soul? What can I do? And she's an artist and a designer, and she created this gorgeous project that we're going to talk about here at the Big Dream School. And what you're going to get to learn today is how somebody who is a former resistant, do not even sit still person integrates meditation now into her life every day and how it's transformed her life. You're also going to learn about a beautiful way to connect and dive deeper with the people that you love. That's super fun and playful. The kids, my kids and I got to do it and I love it. And it's going to be something that we integrate into our lifestyle from now forward. And it's super cool. So we'll talk about this cool, cool tool that you are going to get to learn about. And the third thing is I just really want to applaud Christine because she reached out to me on Facebook after she heard an episode of the Big Dream School podcast about gratitude. And as a badass creative change maker, she's like, I want to meet somebody else like that too. And she reached out and said, hello, and way to go. And so I checked her out and looked up what her her story was. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to meet this person too. Maybe she would be interested in being on our podcast. And sure enough, we had a love connection. And now I have a new friend and I feel super honored that she took the time and the courage to reach out to somebody that she doesn't know. And now, you know, we're, you know, we're excited about moving dreams forward together. We're excited about being in tribe together. And so I really want to encourage that on the planet. And so reach out to people because you never know what's going to happen. And so this sharing of, of our big dreams on this episode, her and I, is in service of your dreams and moving them forward. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. It will rock your world. And I'm so excited to introduce you to Christine Porter. All right. Aloha, Christine. I am so excited to see you and hear you on our podcast. You want to say hi and I can do an intro to you? Hi, Valerie. It's so good to be here with you today. Yay. And so this is Christine Porter. And Christine is super amazing. She reached out to me on Facebook after she heard one of the episodes. Which episode did you listen to? It was on gratitude. 
Oh my, isn't that a good one? I love gratitude. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And so she was so sweet and reached out and I was like, yay. And I looked you up and checked your stuff out and I was like, let's talk, you know? And so Christine has this great new project that she's working on called Soulful Connections. And so we're going to get to chat about that today. And before we do that, it's 1111 here in Boulder, Colorado. And so Christine, guess what? I, and I don't know if I told you this. You are my very first podcast interview. Really? No, you <laughs> didn't tell me that, Valerie. I'm so excited and I'm honored. Thank you. You're welcome. I love it. I, I thought I was it. like, I want to tell you when we're on live together because that's perfect. It's so cool. And I'm like, okay, this is so cool because Soulful Connections is part of part of like my, my tagline, you know? And so it's, it's ignite souls. And so I was like, okay, we're perfect to get to talk to each other. I think Um, it's synchronicity. It's total synchronicity. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's so cool. And I love your, you know, your like, Oh, I'm just going to message Val. Like, how cool is that? And now we're doing an interview together. So I feel really like excited about that. And so, so Christine, I think for this first you know, in my podcast, I love to share, like, let's do an inhale together with everybody so that we can all kind of get tuned in together on the same page for this little journey that we're about to embark on. So how about we do that? I love it. Okay. And then as we're inhaling, you know, thinking about what is the intention of coming together? What's the intention of our souls connecting? What's the intention of of the beautiful listeners out there right now that we get the privilege of being in their ears and in their hearts. And so let's inhale and think about like, what is that intention for all of us to come together on this planet? And okay. okay, So let's inhale everybody. (sighs) Yay. Yay, Christine. So let's dive into you. And like, I'd love to our listeners to hear a little bit more about who is Christine Porter and why did this project, the Soulful Connections Project, show up and you made it happen. Like, wow, I'm so <laughs> impressed. Like, how did this come about for you? Oh, thank you. Um, Well, Valerie, I was going through a difficult time about a year, year and a half ago. Um, I was in a pretty difficult marriage and um, I was going through, uh, I just started going through a major breakup in my marriage and that was a difficult time, but I was also working at a corporate job that really just wasn't serving me well. Hmm. I wasn't happy in it. it was a large corporation, lots of politics, and um, even though I was working in a creative capacity, I just did not feel fulfilled at all. So it was almost like the perfect storm coming together, right? Here I was going through this tough time in my relationship and going through a difficult divorce. There were some financial problems that were starting to arise, and then I had this uh, corporate job that paid me really well, but was very soul sucking, so to speak. It just really was not good. I would come home every night and I would be so stressed out and it would take me at least a couple hours just to decompress. So I found that it it really was a very, very difficult time in my life. And I had always, for many, many years, I had done yoga and I had practiced a little bit of meditation, but 
I was really doing more of the yoga to get my body into shape and because it felt good. But I was kind of missing that spiritual component to it. Yeah. So I made a commitment to myself. I was going to do a 30-day challenge just good. on my own. And my 30-day challenge was basically I was going to sit in a chair for a few minutes in the quiet, and I was just going to listen to my breath, and I was just going to try and be still and quiet and see if there was something to this meditation, right? Because everyone's been talking about the power of meditation, right? So I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. And it was really difficult in the beginning, you know, trying to quiet those voices because we oh have that monkey mind, right? Ooh, monkey mind. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That chattering that goes on. And, you know, the minute, yeah, <laughs> the minute you sit in the chair, you're instantly doing your to-do list and you're like, yeah. wait, no, okay, be quiet, be still, meditate. Back, back in the chair, back in the chair. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Totally. And then the dog would bark or the phone would ring or, you know, I'd be thinking about all the things that went wrong in the office or, you know, what I was going through in my relationship. So long story short, tried a lot of different meditation practices. I tried to do um, a lot of different um, guided meditations and I spent 30 days in the chair every morning for at least 15 minutes. And wow. Now, yeah. Yeah, just 15 minutes. And I have to tell you, Valerie, it wasn't until maybe the 28th day. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, okay. I don't know what's happening, but my blood pressure is calming down a little bit. I'm getting a little more clarity on what's going on in my life. I'm starting to hear that little intuition, that little inner voice that kept telling me, run, you know, take care of yourself. Um, get out there and do something different. Something's not right in your life. You're not happy. Things aren't right in your marriage. And I started listening to it. And then probably a couple weeks after that, I found myself for the very first time sitting in my meditation chair for over an hour. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's wow, what wow, I wow. said. Yeah. And so this, I'm, it sounds like this is the first time you've really made a commitment to yourself in your whole life to sit and choose meditation as a practice. Absolutely. Cause I have been doing yoga, right? So for anyone who does yoga, you know, at the end of, you know, your hour, hour and a half practice, there's like five or 10 minutes in Shavasana, which is Shavasana! Yeah, and we all Yay. live for that. Right. <laughs> and I used to love Shavasana because we're laying there and I just, I would be either drifting off to sleep or thinking about, wow, my body feels great. I got done with yoga. Now what am I going to do? Now I got to get to the store. I got to get back to work. So it was never really a solid meditation practice in that Shavasana. Yeah. I know some people have found it and I say kudos to you, but it wasn't happening for me. So yeah, I really, it, you know, something clicked, something's, you know, it was very insidious. It just kind of slowly crept in, in that 30 day challenge. And I began to get a little bit more clarity. And, and I can't say that all of a sudden there was a voice inside of me that said, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to get divorced. You need to leave your corporate job. You know, you need to do X, Y, and Z. But every day it got me a little bit closer to feeling a little bit better and feeling more connected to myself. Yeah. Right? Yes. Really disconnected. I was in that corporate rat race where all you're doing is just surviving. They, I think I heard the phrase, the golden handcuffs, right? Mm. Have you ever heard that? Oh, yes, I have heard that. And <laughs> it's, it is a real thing. 
you know? It is. Yeah. You can get very trapped in it, right? Because you get paid well, it's a steady paycheck. You know, there's some portions that are kind of nice about it, but you know, when you're done, you're done. Yeah. When you're done, you're done. So, um, yeah. So I started connecting to my source a little bit more. Wow. And, and that has obviously transpired into this beautiful project. I opened up the box, uh, the, the soulful connection cards last night with my children. Cause I only get my kids half time now as a, I'm a super happy, you know, co-parent and, but they got, I got to see them last night and they, you know, I'm like, check this out. I get to interview Christine tomorrow. And she created these beautiful cards and she's from Michigan. And so we started asking, you know, and yeah. it's a massive, awesome deck. So we're like thumbing them all open, you know, trying yeah. to get card dealers. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you yeah. know, obviously you can pull them from the box, but it was like really fun to engage with my kids and just God. ask these cool questions. And I felt like, oh, we are so going to have this at our dinners and at our, you know, just hanging out, having breakfast in the morning, pull a card, let's talk to each Good. other and get Good. in with ourselves and our souls with each other. And that felt like, okay, this is a magical gift that you created to share. So I'm Thank like, you. it's awesome. It's Thank so awesome. You. Yeah. Well, that was my hope, you know, that people would use it with their close friends and family or with their children but also use it on their own. So these questions, um, it's a hundred, it's so it's a 120 card deck of kind of uh, 120 card deck filled with thought provoking questions. Yeah. And how I came up with it is once I started to meditate and I started to get a little more in tuned with who I was and what I was missing in my life, I started asking some big questions, mm. right? I started asking myself big life questions because now I was able to calm my mind a little bit and start looking at what was truly going on. It's kind of like getting off that hamster wheel, right? Totally. And all of a sudden, yeah. And all of a sudden you start looking at yourself and you're like, wait a second, you know, I'm 53 years old and this is not where I want to be. Yeah. This is not where I want to be in life. And I have a next chapter of my life. How do I want to live it? Totally. You know, and I think, I think half the battle for me was just getting to that point where I said, I'm not happy, acknowledging that I'm not happy. And then it became a quest over a period of months, uh, weeks and months for me to really try and figure out why was I not happy and what would put me on a path to happiness. So soulful connections really came out of a lot of my own questions that I was asking myself in my meditation practice. Mm. I also for years have been a big journaler. I love journaling. And I think I get that because I, I just love writing. But, um, you know, I would, I would ask myself a question and I would journal about it. Where do I want to be a year from now? What makes me unique? Mm, you know, yeah. what gifts do I have to offer? You know, who taught me my greatest lesson in life? And, you know, what do I cherish in my life? And what do I find to be of value? And how can I serve the world with that? And, um, and I realized as I was going through a breakup that, you know, my ex-husband was a person who taught me my greatest lesson in life. And while it was a very, very painful time, and it still is, as I reflect back on it, there were so many life lessons that I never would have learned if I hadn't been in that relationship. And so my goal was 
to create soulful connections and give something back to other women, other people who are maybe going through a tough time in their life. Maybe they're happy, but they're just looking for the next phase of their life or want to connect with themselves on a deeper level. You know, self-reflection is incredibly powerful. No matter if you're happy, sad, glad, mad, it's good to self-reflect, right? Right. Um, so I, I, yes, absolutely. So I, I thought that this was a gift I could give back. And I started using it with my friends before I even created the deck. Oh, cool. I would do it at dinner parties and at brunches and, and people were really enjoying it. You know, we kind of cut through the small talk. There's only so many, so many get togethers where you can talk about work. Yeah. What do you work? do? Yeah. Work, yeah. And it's kind of, you go through the top couple questions and it's like, let's, I'm, I don't even like those. I just want to be like, what's your purpose? Why are you here? Yeah. What difference are you trying to make on the planet before you croak? Okay. I want to know that stuff. <laughs> exactly. Because it helps you connect deeper. Yeah. You know, um, it helps you connect on a deeper level, but it, it also sparks something in you. When people are answering some of these questions, then you're starting to evaluate, well, how do I look at, at things like this? And, and for years, I didn't grow up, grow up with any religion or any kind of spiritual practice. Yeah. So for me, you know, people, I had some friends and family that, that were kind of religious and they, they had a solid belief in what happens. You know, that there's a higher power guiding them and this is what happens when you die. And I don't know if any of us really knows that, but, you know, I didn't have any of that. And it, and it felt like it left a void in me. Yeah. So through my journey over the last couple of years, I have begun cultivating, I wouldn't say a religious, but a spiritual practice for myself. And I do believe there's something bigger than me. And one of the questions that I put in my card deck reflects that. And it's, is this all there is? I have another one. Does heaven exist? Right. Wow. And, you know, my favorite question that I put in the card deck was something that I used to reflect on in my meditation practice and still do. And it's, you know, does everything happen for a reason or is life, life circumstances just a coincidence? So does, any, does everything happen for a reason or are they just coincidences? And what's your belief on that one? What's your experience tell you? Okay, I'll tell you if you tell me <laughs> what you think. Um, I'll share if you share. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. I used to think that everything was kind of random. Oh, wow. Um, I, I didn't really believe that everything happened for a reason. And, and sometimes I would break through that and I would say, okay, this event happened to me. What did I do wrong to cause that to happen to me? So it was a little negative thinking, right? It was a little bit like I had done something wrong or I'm a victim. And over the last couple of years, I've really come to believe that everything does happen for a reason and we may not know what it is you know, at that given point in time, but you can follow the dots and I can see why it happened. And even the painful situations yeah. have all provided me with a life lesson that has led me on a better path, a path of my true calling, my true purpose. So now when I get detoured in a different direction or something, you know, unfortunate happens, I don't instantly go into, I'm upset. This is horrible. How could this, what did I do wrong? I go to that place of, okay, what is the universe trying to tell me here? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. How about you? you? Well, it's, I'm very aligned with what you said. And I have 
do you remember, the, did you ever read the Celestine prophecy? Yes. Oh, I mean, that was like decades ago that I read yeah. that. But that was like, oh, right. There's synchronicities. Okay, cool. And then the four agreements, like don't take any, everything, you know, don't take it personally. So those things kind of are on more of the, the definite. Yeah, I agree with those. And I also feel like for me, what I've been learning a lot lately is, is karma for the concept of karma and the concept of, I had a friend over this weekend and we, he and I were talking about, you know, you reap what you sow. Right. And the reality mm-hmm. is like for, I, I see that in, you know, whether you put something yucky in the, the, the cosmic field, you're going to like get that back to you at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what kind of gardener are you going to be mm-hmm. for the future? And so I believe too, that we have, this series of lessons that we're supposed to go through as energetic creatures in the universe. I don't really know the exact answer, but intuitively I feel that somehow I keep getting the same lessons again and again, if I don't learn them and if I don't evolve and transcend, you know, if it's something that's painful, like a a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship, it's kind of like, okay, honey, you didn't get the message the last two times. So we're going to make it really clear, you know, like you will get the message at some point of how to evolve. And so I do believe that, you know, we do have this, this path of discovery and evolution as souls and as spiritual beings. And I think that if once I can embrace that as true, I seem to like, be like okay I'm I'm obviously missing something here in the relationship department or in the financial department or in the health department like what you know and so that's where I I think not feeling like a victim anymore and taking Mm -hmm. personal responsibility for whatever I planted in the past right keeps showing up and so it's giving me more more empowerment to be mindful of what I plant today and it's still not something that I'm like, oh, I'm awesome. I'm the best gardener in the world. It's like, no, right, dude. Right. I'm still like, oops, I put that in the ground. Shit. And now I've got a, I've got a, that's so I just planted weeds, darn it. You know? And so but we're all a work in progress. Exactly. So I don't have like this, like, oh, no, just because I know and I believe that it doesn't mean in action that I get it right all the time. You don't have the perfect recipe for perfection? I, well, you know, sure. <laughs> I do. Do I follow it? No. Oh, my little that? operating system does its own thing. But yeah. it's like, yeah. what do you think the recipe for perfection is? I have no idea. I, I actually don't think anybody's perfect. And I think that's the beauty of the human race, right? We're all a work in progress. Exactly. And I completely agree with what you were saying, Valerie, is that, you know, I think life situations happen, you know, to us and for us, you know, to, to learn some big life lessons. I've heard some people talk about soul contracts, Mm -hmm. right? That you're born with a soul contract and it's like you have an agreement before you're even born that you're going to come on this earth in this human body, having a human experience. And here's going to be some of your life lessons and, and contracts that you have to fulfill throughout your life. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. I know that I'm exploring it and it, it sounds intriguing to me, the soul contract. But the one quote that I absolutely love 
that I have hanging up in my bathroom now. <laughs> it's obstacles are just detours in the right direction. I love that. I have that in when we had got our phone call the other day, I wrote that down and like, this is going to be a great quote for the episode. Cause it's really, I think it's great. It's powerful, super powerful, really powerful. And I put it up on my mirror and you know what? It takes some of the burden off of the sadness, frustration, and anger when things aren't going our way or my way. Anyways, when things aren't going my way, because I have a plan. I don't know about you, Valerie, but I've got like this plan and I'm tooling down the road and I'm creating things and I'm writing things and I'm talking to people and everything goes great. And then boom, all of a sudden my plan gets derailed. Yeah. Oh, gee. You know? <laughs> I wonder if anyone can relate to that. <laughs> I'm sure no one can relate to that. It's probably just you and I are the it's only people on this yeah. planet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never problem. Yeah. And, um, you know, but I can refer back to that. Obstacles are just detours in the right direction. And that's when I can stop myself. That doesn't mean, I don't mean to come across as like Pollyanna and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, everything's fine. And, you know, I'll just work through it. I still get upset. I still cry. I still get angry. But I dig myself out of that hole a lot quicker. And I think to myself, okay, what is the life lesson here? This didn't happen. And for me, I believe it didn't happen for a reason. So sit and think and meditate on what I need to learn and then pick myself up and go in a different direction and start over and get, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. And it it helps me sleep at night a little bit better. Uh, Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I love hearing you say that you you meditate on it now and this is something that you embraced in your, your way of, of getting through things. And so I'm hearing you say, don't bypass the feeling. Like, no, definitely not. Feel the frustration, feel pissed off or sad or overwhelmed. Don't live there. Like, you know, that's what I'm hearing you say that you are able to give yourself that permission to feel and then look for the why and then figure out a solution around that. Yeah, absolutely. The obstacle, like you said. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you clarified that because absolutely, you know, I, I think you have to unpack yourself. And I think you have to unpack your stuff because you either unpack it now or you're going to unpack it later, you know, and it's going to be a steamer trunk by the time you unpack all your baggage. If you don't feel your feelings and you don't, you know, go through the experience and process it. But I think to your point, it's being able to pivot, feel it, pivot, and then say, okay, what do I need to learn from this and what other directions do I need to go in? And I think as a society, the thing that's kind of sad is if we're not spending time and really getting to know our true authentic self, and, and this is where I've now become a huge meditation advocate and a journaling advocate, yeah. which if you talked to me a handful of years ago, I would have been like, yeah, meditation sounds good, but I'm not really into that. I'm going to go for a walk with the dog and listen to music and that's I'm going to calm down, but I, I am such an advocate for it now. And I think there's so many different ways to do it and whatever way works, you know, for you is good. But I think, you know, really getting in touch with yourself and your feelings and your thoughts and how you view the world helps you navigate better and make better choices. Because I think we're very, very a stressed out society that spends way too much time on social media. And I have to say, you know, I'm, 
I'm the first person to admit that I've gotten very much caught up in the social media buzz, especially with my business. I had to be on social media quite a bit, right? You too, Valerie? Oh my gosh. I totally relate to that. I remember when I first heard about Facebook, I'm like, why would anybody even do that? That's ridiculous. And (laughs) my daughter's on Instagram. I'm like, what do you, who cares? You know? And of course now I'm like, Oh, this is a great way to like share a positive message if you do it with intention. And then of course you get sidetracked onto other little rabbit holes of attention grabbers, you know, and absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the problems with social media, I mean, I think it's wonderful in some regards because it allows people like you and I and, and other great, you know, spiritual teachers, leaders, businesses, whatever, you know, to get their message out to a larger audience, right? That we may otherwise not be able to reach. But then there's also, you know, a downside to it. And while I, I love to have people respond to my posts on Facebook and Instagram, I can go down a rabbit hole for hours yeah. of trying to connect with people and, and answer, you know, questions and just being on there you know, constantly. And so what ends up happening is we become more disconnected. And I, I actually read a study that was conducted about a year ago that said something like the average um, American actually spends seven hours on the computer a day and up to something like six or seven hours on social media. I'm like, when are we sleeping? And when are we sitting down and talking at the kitchen table like you did with your kids the other night? Exactly. And that's like, it's nice to have connection tools, you know? And, and I think this, this day and age is, is very digital, obviously, which is a gift. And it's like with anything else, it can be something that's abused and right. And it's a way to check out too. It's 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 a way to check out to like, look at someone else's life and think like, okay, well, I'm having a rough day. I want to just go zone yeah. out on certain things. And I know I've done that sometimes. And I'm like, we all have, right? Overwhelmed. And I'm like, my thumbs are doing the thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look at that. Yeah. Um, but it's that, like, you can tell, like, I don't know about you, but when something is out of harmony and out of balance in my life, when it's like, I'm spending too much time working or I'm, you know, and to me, my work is my passion. So it's sort of like, yeah. I literally, the balance. I eat, breathe and sleep. Like that's all I want to do. And, and, but I know like when my friends are like, um, we haven't seen you and you're hibernating again and we, we want to see right. your face, um, or anything that starts just sort of like feeling that way. It's like, yeah, it's time to maybe take a little analysis of how much time I'm spending on each of these these areas in life and are they serving my highest purpose is it serving the mission on the planet and one of the teachings that I like to share and I'm I kind of developed this little tripod model for how to you know live in life and I'm like okay is my tripod in balance is it it's never balance is an illusion you know but is it is it in harmony today am I doing harmonious choice am I making harmonious choices to empower my big dream and to empower spirit and it's you know and I notice when I say yes to all the areas of that then it's like spirit empowers me to keep moving forward but if I recognize that like oh I'm just I'm numbing myself or I'm checking out or you know that fifth brownie you know whatever I got going on oh we do like brownies I do like brownies I know good but it's like if I 
don't check myself. It's easy to wreck myself, of course. <laughs> if you don't check myself, I wreck. I like that. Well, I really like the tripod model that you talked about because yeah. I remember hearing about that in your podcast, the tripod model, because it really is about balance. Yeah. And the thing that, you know, I honor in you that I strive for as well is the fact that you're spending some time checking in with yourself and saying, am I in balance? Am I in harmony? You know, am I in alignment, alignment with my, you know, my sole purpose, my source. Yeah. And I think it's very, very easy for us to check out and numb out. And, you know, like you said, yeah, we, you know, we all can go down that rabbit hole where we're having too many brownies, or maybe there's a few days where I spent too much time on social media just to be distracted or too much time in TV. But, you know, when you notice it and when you have an awareness and you're checking in with yourself on a regular basis, then you can kind of dial it back and say, okay, now I need to, you know, spend some quiet time and, and authentic time and change some behaviors. Totally. And again, I, I totally believe in progress, not perfection. Exactly. Yeah. Total right? progress, not perfection. I, I heard that phrase the first time in uh, a 12-step meeting. And I was like, heck yeah, this is awesome. And then, and then I hear Marie Forleo using it in B-School. I'm like, okay, hey. I mean, I just love that it's like, because it's real. And so that's something that I believe in. Too. And, and that's like with my, I have a snap method that I claim I like acronym. Yeah. And I like little anchor things that I can do. So I made this little snap, like start now, achieve progress. And so it's yeah. like, you don't yeah. have to have the whole answer, but like snap yourself into the moment take a deep breath and at least just recenter yourself. If you're starting to go left, right, or the other way, that's not serving you. And it's like, I, I like having fun tools that are, yeah. my kids think I'm crazy because I snap a lot, but <laughs> like, <laughs> that's okay. They might be snapping in another 10 or 20 years and they'll go, Oh, mom, like, mom's green. Yeah. So yeah. and this, I like it though. It's kind of like having little mantras, yeah. right? Like if yeah. I find myself really, really stressed out over something or I have a big decision to make with my business and I'm kind of anxious, I have little mantras that I can say to myself to kind of, you know, get myself more in alignment. And um, it, it definitely helps. And yeah, and Marie Forleo, she rocks. She totally rocks. I love her right? so much. I'm like, yeah. So what a great, we love you, Marie. We uh, do love you, Marie. And we went through the program together. Yeah, yeah, totally. And did you do the program just recently or was it a recent one that you did? Like four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. And so this is something know. like I really admire Marie for continuing the the community building. And, yeah. you know, and I love this tribe, this connection that she yeah. has, you know, created with the people that she serves, you know, us yeah. and yeah. us entrepreneurs, us, you know, soulful entrepreneur mamas, you know, who are, yeah. uh, you know, and of course there's men in there too. So we love you guys, but it's definitely... There's only about five men in there, but yeah, <laughs> it's mostly women. I know. I'm like, shout out to the guys. I don't know. They're in there somewhere, but it, it does seem to be a lot of women. But Dude, yeah, if I was trying to pick up chicks, I'd be like, sign up for B-School. <laughs> exactly. You're going to be exactly. like cool women who are trying to make a difference and are entrepreneurs who are hanging out. That, wouldn't that be funny? I'm like, Marie, there, there you go. There's go, an angle. Get some guys in here. We need yeah. some more testosterone. Yeah. Oh. But I think <laughs> the thing that I, I love about 
Marie is she's one of those spiritual leaders as well, even though she runs like a business program. I see her as a really bright shining star in the spiritual community. Totally. And I think she's very enlightened. And what I like is that she's trying, she's trying to empower us and other, she's trying to empower the ability of entrepreneurs who want to have a conscience in business, right? Yeah. Doing really heart-centered, feeling businesses that are not trying to exploit the planet to serve a higher purpose, right? It does. And, and you know, really the, the, her model, and I just love the word serve, like yeah. is so important to mm -hmm. the mindset of an entrepreneur and of a human. And right. it's like, wow, how do we get to, I mean, business is the most, I think it's one of the most powerful tools for transformation, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, we can yeah. obviously go out there and, you know, even our political process that's going on is like, it feels like, is this real? Is this happening? But like business is like, it's extremely tangible. The market tells you what's real and what's not happening. And so I believe that our ability to create products and services and give them to the masses and they get to vote for them with their dollars and with their yeses and nos. Like we really yeah. can influence the future with business. And I think it's super when directed positively, like I went, when I was at Michigan state, I went, I have a business accounting degree, you know, dorking out in the money, but nobody talked about serving the planet with your business. It was just yeah. about learn how to crunch the numbers and serve the business to make money. It wasn't about serving the planet. So I really do believe, like, I love her. We've got a lot of great teachers out there and she's top notch for sure. She yeah. is. And I, and I totally agree because I think there's a lot of exploitation in business yeah. when in reality, I think there's plenty of space for companies to make money and make a good living while also serving people and the planet. And I, and I like that. I think we're kind of shifting into a more socially conscious business structure. Yeah. It may not be happening in the large corporations yet, but I think there's a grassroots movement. And I have to say it started with Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I know it did. I mean, they are a socially <laughs> conscious business and we all kind of make fun of that hippie movement and the whole thing in Vermont and stuff. But you know, I really admire Ben and Jerry's because they have kept true as much as they possibly can. Watch, they'll probably get sold tomorrow to Palmolive, Colgate Palmolive or something. But I thought um, they might have already gotten sold. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not up to date on what's know. up with them. But I agree. Like Ben and Jerry's is a great model. Like Newman's Organic. Like remember yes. when they like Paul? I was yeah. Like, Absolutely. Use your giant fame and fortune for good, Batman, right? Yes. And his daughter. I'm like, yeah, exactly. that's awesome. And yeah. so I think I love seeing that, you know, a lot of celebrities and people who do use their their influence and power for good. Because yeah. it's like, what else are you going to do with it? Sit on it and just keep yeah. collecting more checks? Yeah. That's awesome. And how can you become a redistributor? of right. wealth and influence and empowerment for others, you know, to right. up level this whole beautiful earth that we get to inhabit. <laughs> exactly. I agree. Did you tell your listeners that we both went to the same school? N not yet. So I know it, that was, I, I, I think. I just think it's a synchronicity of it is too much fun. Well, that's, I think it. And then you went to San Diego after Michigan, like, which was weird. And so did I. So 
of course, I do believe that we are, we're, we're put in the same little playpen together on the planet, yeah. you know, with, yeah. with certain people that we're supposed to manifest and magnetize to each yeah. other. Right. Yeah. And so I yeah. Feel like we somehow magnetized each other and yeah. we both went to Michigan state. We both went to San Diego and you said you studied like holistic, like what were you studying that nutrition? Yeah. So I also went to um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Okay. So I became a board certified health and wellness coach. Wow. Oh my there. gosh. Yeah. Five years ago, I went to IIN. And, uh, and what were you doing in San Diego? I'm actually a classically trained uh, graphic designer, art director. So oh. I've been a graphic designer for about 30 years. So when I was in San... <laughs> when I was in San Diego. I'm, I'm lifting up her box of awesome, beautiful, gorgeous <laughs> cards that make me happy to look at and make my soul sing. So yes, you are a gorgeous graphic designer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was a graphic designer for about 30 years. And uh, wow. yeah, I just aged myself. Okay. No one do the math on that one. But anyways, we are like fine wine, darling. Exactly. <laughs> We're aging well with time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I like to think so anyways. Yeah, we're rocking yeah. it, girl. Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay, so you went out there for a career, like doing like graphic design and rocking well, the ocean and living <laughs> up in Encinitas on the beach. Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. I did. Oh. I did. Oh, I miss the sunshine. I'm originally from New York. Okay. So I went to school at Michigan State, and then my family moved out to San Diego about a year before I graduated. Okay. And so I had to make that really big life decision, Valerie. Do I want to stay in cold, freezing cold, dreary Michigan? Not that there's anything wrong with Michigan. Yeah. Other <laughs> but, than that. <laughs> yeah, other than the fact that it was the middle of winter when I graduated. And oh, I was it's cold. Or I go out we to We love you, Michigan. Up. I'm sorry. You know. I do. Salt of the earth people. I love Michigan, but it's just like New York. I'm not a huge fan of the winter, but... Uh, yeah, so I just followed my family out to San Diego after I graduated, and I was out there for about 10 years, and I, I lived in this small little apartment. I think it was about 650 square feet, but I was right on the beach. Oh, and that's the best thing ever. I loved it, and I was doing my artwork and design. I worked for some ad agencies. It just, it was wonderful. And then after about 10 years, I kind of missed my family and some of my friends, and it just was time to leave California, and I came back to New York, and that's how I landed here again. And you're back in New York. So let's talk about, you know, I, I, I have a question that is on my mind for all of my guests, and like you are, like I said, you're the first one that I'm interviewing. I have a series of people I'm so excited over the next couple of weeks that I get to interview, God. and God. Um, but you're number one, and so... I'm so excited that you're here. So one of the questions that I came up with and I thought, okay, this is cool. So, you know, the theory of the seven generations, like, you know, trying to make decisions that are good for the next seven generations of people to come. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's, and then thinking about the past seven generations. And so it's like, how can you, and there's even that company seventh generation and that's their, Oh yeah. It comes from it. Yeah. I believe a native Indian tradition theory is just like make, make choices now that are going to, you know, think about how they will impact the next seven generations. And so, okay, I, I like that. Like, 
okay. I'm like, so what was maybe 70 years per generation times seven, 490. Okay. So that'd be like the year 2,500. And so I know it's like, oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So time traveling with you. Yeah. So between (laughs) the, between now and the year 2,500, the big dream that you're working on in your life and shifting people, what are people in the year 2,500 how is their life going to be different because you lived here today? <laughs> you, know, you should see the look on her face. She's like, what the? F- <laughs> I got to think about that one. I love this question. And when I do my next edition of Soulful Connections, I have to add that, Valerie. I love that. Um, Isn't that cool? Wow. I don't. I don't usually get thrown off that hard, but I, (laughs) wow. Okay. Oh, this is when you know that we didn't prep. (laughs) This part didn't get prepped. No, this was not get prepped. Um, Wow. That's really deep. And I, I absolutely love it. You know, so what would I hope kind of like, what would my legacy be? Not just to my children or grandchildren. We're talking right? Yeah. A lot of years, a lot of generations ahead. You know, I guess what I would have to say is going back to, you know, why I created Soulful Connections and the Soulful Connections Companion Journal, right? I want, I would like to help inspire people to get back to basics because I, I think we're so disconnected from ourselves and from each other. So I would hope that I can help empower people to create a giant, a kinder and more gentle view of themselves and the world. I think if we, I think if we can, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. I'm, I think that if we become more gentle with ourselves more accepting of ourselves, flaws, and all the imperfections. If we can start loving ourselves more for who we truly are, reconnecting with ourselves, we're going to start loving other people, our neighbors, our coworkers, you know, the, the people that we spend time with. The more we can get in touch with ourselves and become more gentle. And I think that has a ripple effect, right? I think that's I think that's where the beauty comes in is loving ourselves and loving our neighbors again. You know, reaching across the aisle so to speak and I'm not talking about politics necessarily. I know that phrase is used quite often in politics, but reaching across the great divide and saying, "You know what? I respect you. I may not agree with everything you you do or, you know, how you think or your views on life, but I'm doing the best I can and I'm assuming you're doing the best you can. And, you know, again, I think that's why I'm, I'm trying to create products that are allowing people to find some love, compassion, and find some inner wisdom so we can all collectively make the world a different place, a loving place, an accepting place. Um, that's what I would hope. And I hope that, you know, somebody's going to put soulful connections in a time capsule and someone's going to open it up a hundred, 200 years from now. And they're going to go, what is this? Right. 
and they're going to they're going to have a, a a good perspective on what it is because they're already practicing love and acceptance and we have this kind gentle beautiful planet i love it yeah and this is a tool this is a tool for that connection and so it's yeah true. i mean it, I it's it. definitely yeah meant to be and you know that's one of the reasons i came up with peace and pairs tagline and it's a mindfulness company creating products that feed your soul i love it oh, it's yeah. so delicious and you know that came to me in a meditation and um that's really my gift i hope to leave the planet right let's mm -hmm. feed our souls yes I love this. And I'm still like, I, every time you keep saying I, this came to me in a meditation or this came to me in a meditation. And as somebody who, you know, you said you were like resistant to doing meditation yeah. and like, I can't sit still and had this, you know, all the stories of why it didn't work in your life. And, and I can relate to that too, you know, and I really, I know for me too, as a meditator, it's like that it's very hard to sit still. I do. We all have our monkey minds, yeah. you know, and I think yeah. like the magic that you're creating for yourself and for each other and for the planet, because you did something that you intuitively felt like I need to sit here and do this. And I'm going to give myself this challenge, this thing, even though you didn't see results right away. Like until the 20th day, you kind yeah. of got the like, Oh, I got this. So yeah, that's I mean, amazing. Yeah. I think, yeah. And I think, you know, the thing is, is I think meditation, at least for me, it had a bad rap. You know, I thought, oh, well, if I'm going to meditate, I'm going to have to do it perfectly. I'm going to have to sit on the floor for an hour and a half. And, exactly. And I'm going to look like, you know, I have to be a monk in the Himalayans. Yeah. And I've got to be cross-legged. And by the way, I have a knee injury. So I sit cross-legged for all about 10 minutes. And then I'm like, oh my God. So yeah. I do my meditation actually in a chair. And I thought, you know, it, I got so overwhelmed by the process and all the different techniques and everyone's saying it's all about quieting your mind. And then I would get frustrated with myself because I would be sitting there and all these thoughts would be coming in. And then I'm such a perfectionist at times. I'm a recovering perfectionist trying to work on that. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Hi, my name is Christine and I'm a recovering perfectionist. Oh um, my God. <laughs> right? That's a genius. <laughs> Which really is just, it's my, it's my form of fear, right? I, I have a tendency to want things to go a certain way. And, you know, that's a whole nother therapy session. Oh my God. We have to do another time. episode on this one for sure. <laughs> exactly. I imagine I love a lot of our listeners are just going to be like, yeah, oh, raising my hand here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've got the perfectionist and the type A, right? So I'm not really good at sitting still for a long period of time. So I got really overwhelmed at the thought of meditation. But when I just took, you know, everybody's, you know, advice about how to meditate and do it this way, do it that way. And I just started sitting there, no matter what came into my mind, I just observed it and tried to, you know, just bless it and move on and just try and quiet myself down. That's when it got a lot easier. But I have to tell you, Valerie, probably one of the best things I ever did, I go to, I think you and I might've talked about this, but I go to a yoga meditation center up in um, the Berkshires in Massachusetts. So it's only about three and a half hours away. It's called Kripalu. Oh, I've, I've never gotten to go, but I've heard it's epic. It is. It is the most wonderful place on earth. I know a lot of people think that's Disney, but the most uh, magical place on earth for me is to follow. And um, 
I actually, about five years ago, took myself to Kripalu. It was the first time I ever went on any kind of vacation or a trip all by myself. Wow. And I went there for four days and I ended up adding on and I was there a whole seven days by myself. And I, they have a variety of yoga classes and all kinds of spiritual classes and workshops. But the thing that I got really intrigued by was their meditation classes. So they offered all different forms of meditation. Some were um, meditations where you learned how to say mantras to quiet your mind while you sit for 20, 30 minutes. There were other meditation classes that they were offering for us to explore. Meditation was breathing techniques, all different things. The one that resonated the most with me um, and that I took home was a walking meditation. Oh, cool. Have you ever done a walking meditation, like I in a have. labyrinth? And I love it. Yes, they're yeah. so magical. And you feel like, like oh, yeah. I don't have to just sit here and do this thing. It's like yeah. I can do this other thing with my body at the same time because yeah. it, it, it's moving energy and it's consolidating energy in a different way. So I love it. It is. It was very hypnotic. And I had never walked a labyrinth. And for your listeners who don't know what a labyrinth is, it's basically a maze that you walk through, right? Yeah. So it'll just be like a, a maze that you walk through for a few minutes and then you end up in the circle of the labyrinth. And then there, there may be like a little wishing well there. There may be a Buddha statue. There's some sort of little altar um, with an offering. So a lot of people leave pennies or little notes behind. It's kind of like you, you set your intention and at the end, in the middle of the labyrinth, you kind of kiss it and wish it well, whatever your thoughts or your dreams, aspirations are. And I walked this labyrinth and it was led by a wonderful meditator there at Kripalu. And we walked the labyrinth for about 20 minutes. And that's where I first learned how to do any form of meditation. And I found it really powerful because I like to move I'm kind of an, I used to be a very antsy kind of type A person. So the thought of just sitting in a a chair on the floor was very, very difficult for me. Yeah. So I guess what, what I would love to share with the listeners is try anything and everything. There's so many different forms of meditation out there. And the beauty is we have YouTube. So you can YouTube, you know, meditation and you will see all kinds of guided meditations come up for the evening, morning, um, chanting meditations, mantras, deep breath meditations, and there's even walking meditations. So you can take your phone, stick your earbuds in and listen to a walking meditation, take yourself to the park and just spend, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes and just walk and do these beautiful meditations. So, you know, I, I think it's really powerful. And for people who might be a little intimidated, like I was for meditation, I say, try anything and everything. I love it. See what sticks. Well, and that leads me to this next segue over to our seven day experiment. And so as do you, you know, you're familiar, you listen to the episodes, like part of the the, the connection of our tribe and the, the empowerment moving forward is having action steps and little doses, like little micro doses of how to make our life better, right? And what's going to stick and what doesn't. And so for our seven-day experiment, I know we hadn't really said what we think we could, you know, share with the listeners. And I keep hearing the meditation, the meditation, like sit there, just do it for a minute or try three minutes or 
you know, just give it a shot. So what do you think about our seven day experiment this week that we offer our beautiful love tribe, maybe inviting them to sit for maybe three minutes. So set the timer and just do a three minute dot, you know, just let's do a three minute meditation, whatever that looks like, but just saying yes to sitting still or maybe doing a three minute intentional walk meditation, but doing something that is saying, I'm opening up the door to deepening a meditation practice. I love that idea. I think it's, I think this is a form of self care and honoring yourself by taking a few minutes and just spending quiet time with yourself. I mean, our relationship with ourself is the longest relationship we will ever have in our lifetime. Totally. Right? Yeah. I mean, we are, we are, even though we are all connected and we have friends and family and children and coworkers and everything, really, our relationship with ourselves is the most important. And it's the longest relationship. And it's really the only relationship that is a 24-7, always with you relationship. And so how do you care for yourself? And I love the idea of doing a meditation challenge, you know, just starting with three minutes. One of the things that I also find is really powerful, and a lot of my customers are actually writing me and giving me testimonials is, pull a card from the Soulful Connections deck and ask yourself the question. Yeah. Meditate on the question. One of the things I like to do is I like to say a little prayer, although I'm not religious, so it's more of a spiritual prayer, but to my higher power, my spirit guides. I lost my father when I was 21, and I believe that somewhere up in the heavens somewhere, and I don't know if heaven exists, but somewhere I believe my father and my grandmother are watching out for me. They're my spirit guides. Nice. And so one of the things I like to do is I like to ask the questions, you know, when I say a little prayer before my meditation, you know, what would you have me say today? What would you have me do? Yes. What do I need to see and hear today? And how can I be of service? I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds so that, like a, a third step prayer to me that I learned when I was doing 12 steps. So it's yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, this is super fun. So, okay, so for all of our listeners, we're gonna rock a, an experiment a little sitting with self or being with self experiment. Yeah. And you know, if you if you choose to get the soulful connections deck, if you want to pull a card from there, if you have a question to ask before you know you go into this meditation, I think it's super important. And I like the idea of asking spirit for guidance and just like, what do you want me to see, hear, feel, think today? You know, yeah. Please guide my will with you know, it's your will, not mine. And yeah, like yeah. how can I serve the highest good for all life? You know, with with my energy and my efforts. And so. You know, and if people who are listening, you know, if you already have a meditation practice, can you go a little bit deeper? Can you reconnect with the depth of that practice and the meaning of that practice for you? And is there a way to just crank it up to a little bit more, turn the dial up, you know? So if you haven't ever done meditation, giving yourself an experiment to sit with yourself or do the the intentional walking meditation. If you already have a, a practice, you know, and you find that it's sporadic, can you yeah. get yourself back on track to at least be consistent for seven days? And if you already have a consistent practice, can you go a little deeper? How deep wow. can you go? How much more 
you know, connection can you get with your soul and with, with spirit and with that, that truth that is your, your wise voice inside. So let's do that, that for our experiment. I um, love that. And, you know, I would, I would love to add too, Valerie, one of the things that I think can be really, really powerful for people who are just starting a meditation practice, as well as people who are, are doing meditation on a regular basis, I think journaling. You know, it's interesting what ends up coming up, you know, in your meditation. You yeah. know, again, having a clean slate, a blank slate in your mind, not having any thoughts or feelings, you know, as you're sitting in your meditation, unless you've been doing it for years and you're living in, you know, some monastery in Tibet, most likely we're all having thoughts and feelings that arise in our meditation. And we're totally. supposed to look at it, accept it, analyze it, see how we feel. It's about really that self-awareness. That's what you're doing in meditation is becoming more self-aware. So what do you do with this stuff that surfaces in your meditation, right? Right. So one of the things I was doing, or one of the things I am doing in my meditation is I will try and check in with myself, mm. okay? So I'm saying a little prayer to spirit for some guidance. And then I like to sit and I close my eyes and I envision my little girl, my little inner child inside of me, and I check in with her. I can almost visualize what I look like at about age five. And there's a certain spot in my body that I can see my inner child. Mm. And I check in with her and I instantly look at her face. I kind of get the vibe of how are you today? Are you sad? Are you scared? Are you angry? Are you happy? And then I kind of meditate. And what's going on inside of me, what my inner child is feeling, because that's usually, you know, that little kid inside of me, which we all have, yeah. is telling me there's something that I need to observe and something that I need to learn from. So I will have a conversation with her. When I get done with my meditation practice, then I usually go and spend five or 10 minutes and I journal. I, I journal it. what came up. What am I upset about? What do I need to learn? What do I need to address? How am I feeling? So I think journaling and meditation work very, very well together because you don't want to forget what you were feeling in your meditation. I love this wisdom that you're sharing, and I think it's great. And I, it's not something that I practice in my practice. So I am going to up-level my meditation with a journal before and after. I love it. So that's going to, I think it's genius. And I've, I've heard people talk about that before, and it's not something I've ever really been disciplined and, you know, I journal and do a gratitude journal after meditation, but it's yes. not, it's Good. not, I'm not reflecting on the meditation itself and I'm not necessarily reflecting on my experience of the meditation and i think that's something i'm going to do this experiment like yeah i'm definitely yeah. that thank you that's yeah. amazing yeah yeah kind of kind of journal your thoughts and feelings that arise during your meditation yeah and the only other thing i want to add to that is you know i've journaled for so many years and so for me it's kind of second nature mm -hmm. but i have a lot of friends and a lot of colleagues that have said i don't even know where to begin with journaling and the first thing they say to me is i don't know how to write very well and i always say to people journaling is for you yeah. you don't have to worry about your grammar your punctuation or even if you put full sentences together 
you know, I, I tell anyone who might be intimidated by journaling, just write words down, your thoughts and feelings, and you can just use words. They can be adjectives, you know, whatever. They can be swear words. They can be happy words. I'm happy. I'm sad. I'm angry. How could you, you know, how could you do this? Or they can be any kind of words that show and express how you're feeling. It doesn't have to be complete sentences. So remember, journaling is really for you. So try not to get too hung up on making the perfect sentence or the perfect story in your journal. It's I love just that. putting your thoughts and feelings down on paper and then being able to reflect back at a later date and say, okay, because there's some real power when you get all your feelings and your thoughts out of your head and get them down on paper. It not only makes it real, but it helps you put a game plan together and it helps you reflect on what's really going on inside of me. It's kind of like the power of, right, we sit around and we, we have these thoughts and ideas in our head, but until we sit down and either write it down or share it with a friend or a family member, it doesn't really become real. It's just kind of spinning in our heads. So I think that's the power of journaling. Yeah, I love that. And, and I, I know there are a lot of people who are like, well, if it's not perfect and it doesn't look great. And like, that was said, me, Valerie. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I shouldn't do it. And it's not right. worth writing. No, do that. Write that stuff down. And for me, sometimes too, even just if I'm in a frustrated state, like the power of writing it down and getting it out, getting the tin can out from getting the marble out of the tin can up here in my head, you know, you'll burn it. You know, even if you don't want to, you know, look at it later. And if you want to burn it, great, let it go. You don't have to like hold on to this and keep looking at it again and again and again. And so I know like I have someone in my life who I love dearly and I gave her a journal a couple of years ago when she was going through a difficult time and she would not write in it. She was like, Nope. <laughs> not what, if someone, it. what if someone sees it? What if someone sees it? It's not right. No, no I don't want it. What if somebody finds it? I'm like, well, right. you live alone. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what if somewhere no one's going to see it, but yeah. it's one of those stumbling like, blocks. We all it, have it was, them with something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It was that resistance. Yeah. And so she still is, I love her to pieces, but she's still somebody who is just like, she's still got the same story spinning around in her head, you know, years later. And, and I'm not saying that journaling is the only way to get that out, but it's just something that it's like, it's a tool. It's one of the many boxes to, to powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. It is such, so much power. And, and I love tying that with the meditation. I haven't, I haven't done that before. So I'm so excited. Okay, try it. Let me know how it goes. I will. And this is going to be fun. And so, okay. And so, of course, part of, you know, the big dream school is I'm a DJ and we always have to have a song of the week. And I I don't know if you have a song of the week that you think would go well, or it's just one of your favorite theme songs. And if you do, that's great. If you don't, of course, I've got a trillion of them and I came up with one already and we can have a couple songs of the week. It's not like you're only allowed to have one. So, but if you have a song that you're just like, this is my anthem, man, this is my jam. I need, I'm, when I, when I'm going to get going, I want to put my jam on. So if you have that song and you want to share it with, with the love tribe, with the listeners, that would be awesome. Do you, do you have something that you're, you're smiling and giggling, like you're <laughs> curling over and giggling here? I can't, a hokey pokey or something? <laughs> so, 
I do, but I can't remember the title. Oh, it's okay. Well, you know what? We can always add it in. And I, cause in the show notes, I'll put all the links to everything that we've mentioned. And of course the link to your website and where people can find you and, and your song, if you want to, if you think of it, can you give me like a little, like, you know, I'm good at like, get, name that tune. Remember that old, that old game show? Like, I love name that tune. I was like, I can name that tune in four notes. I am a horrible singer, but, and I have to tell you that I'm more of like a rock girl than a pop girl. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm a classic rock girl, but I love the Kelly Clarkson song, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. Hells yeah, dude. Oh, I love that. I like that song. I like the words. I just like it. And it's uh what isn't it? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, stand a little taller. I'm not singing it. Not singing it for you, Valerie. I don't okay. want all your listeners to have their ears bleed. Oh heck no, no, dude. We we gotta we gotta be singing our souls out there. There's these songs wanna come out. So yeah. what about um, you? What's your song? Okay. Well, so, so I love Kelly Clarkson. That's I'm excited to hear that. And she was American Idol, right? Yes. Yeah. I used my kids and I, and their dad, we used to watch that show. It was great. Yeah. It's just so inspirational. I love like, it is, it's kind of like a, a female anthem for strength and getting over, you know, maybe a bad relationship and coming out on top and what, and, but I think, even if I if I take away the premise of it's about coming out of a bad relationship, just the phrase "what doesn't kill you makes you stronger." Totally. You know, that's yeah. powerful. No matter what, it's like we as women are incredibly powerful creatures. Yeah, and if you really step back and and look at the things that you've probably come through in your life, the hard times, the good times, it makes you who you are today. Yeah, and I bet. A lot of your listeners, if they really gave themselves some props, they'd know that they're a lot stronger than maybe they think they are. Because we've all got a life story with challenges. And here we are. And here we are. Here we are. And we're going to keep going forward. and Rocking it. Rocking it. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. But you have to make sure that you play that song really loud when you listen to it and preferably jump around, dance, or do some sort of workout to it. Exactly. Right. I love it. And so, okay, so that's going to be our song of the week. So yeah. I think it's super. I'm so excited. And I don't know if that's the name of it, but... Well, those- we'll figure it out. I, I don't know the title exactly, but we'll put it in a yeah. Spotify list and, and okay. get everybody okay. so they can listen to it. So I think this cool. is super. And so where can our wonderful Love Tribe find you, Miss Christine? Ah, they can find me at peaceandpair.com. Awesome. Peace, and like peace out and peace pear out. like the fruit. And so where did the pear come from? I get the whole piece and what's the pear? <laughs> of course, I'm sure you've got a great story. <laughs> I don't know if it's great, Valerie, but it's um, really when I was doing a lot of coaching, I used to do workshops and immersion retreats. Uh-huh. Um, and I always would talk to the women about the mind-body connection. So peace, as part of the name, um, comes from, you know, peaceful mindfulness. And then I really liked how pair flew with it, peace and pair. It flows together nicely. And I came to find out that pears in ancient times were considered the peaceful fruit. They're also very healthy and low glycemic. So it just was a fun play, peace and pair. It's a fun play on words for the mind-body connection. And there's that synchronicity we were talking yeah. about of like yeah. 
here was the peaceful fruit and you didn't, yeah. and you didn't know that before you picked this. And, and I didn't. You're like, oh, I this really just works. Didn't. This works, baby. This yeah. Works. And oh. then I was like, oh, this works together. Okay. That's the name. That's the name. Yeah. Isn't that's so cool. See, mm-hmm. listen, I think it's like that listening for the synchronicities and, and being like, I don't understand exactly why, but it just feels right. Like yeah. it flows, it feels good. And then you know, saying yes to that in life. And then the magic, you know, you're opening the door to magic and the possibilities to come forth. So I've gotten, I've gotten more in tune to how do things feel, how I say them, the products I produce, the words I'm speaking, my actions. I'm trying to be more in tune with, does it feel right? I think we all have like a a little GPS, a guidance system that's inside of us, right? Some people call it your essence, your soul source, your intuition, whatever it is, we all have it. Yeah. It's just, are we paying attention and listening to it? So I'm trying to spend more time feeling my way through life. Not that I'm not thinking through life, but I'm really trying to be more mindful of how it feels. So peace and pair just felt right. And um, if you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or on the internet at peaceandpair.com. Awesome. And so on Facebook and Instagram and elsewhere, will it be peace and pair? The, it is. Okay. So that's going to be across. I love it. All channels yeah. are consistent. That yeah. took me a minute too to get all my, cause I'm like, there's already a Valerie love out there. Uh Oh, and I'm oh. like, okay. Valerie B love. That's too similar. I'm like, I'm just going to have to be DJ Valerie. DJ. And I love that. I and love DJ Valerie. So I love it. It's just like, okay, we can find it's each you. other easier that way. Well, and I'm a former <laughs> DJ. Like, I mean, I'm still a DJ, but that's like, okay, I'm yeah. still one to DJ, always a DJ. Exactly. <laughs> and it's perfect and it's you and it's your brand and I love it. It's so fun. And I do love that we're all, I, you know, dream jockeys is something that I resonate I with that. all of us being dream jockeys because it's like, that's awesome. Heck yeah. yeah. Do you know, we're like riding our dreams to the finish line. So, yeah. It's a good thing <laughs> of words. I do like it. Okay. Oh, you should, yeah. You got to brand that. I, I like that. On dream jockeys. I just dream about, I geek out on making words and some of my friends are like, wow, what should we call this? Oh, this and is you're the idea like, person. Well, I'm listen, the idea person. Design, I'm the one to design it. Okay, cool. All right. I'll follow well, your vision. I love um, it. I might need some, some design support. So yay. I like, yeah. I, I got some products in line too. So I'm excited. Cool. Really excited. That's so awesome. this awesome. is so fun. And it was. oh my gosh. So was it good for you? Oh. It was very good for me. <laughs> Thank you, Valerie. Thank you for being so warm and welcoming and so much fun. I mean, we've, we've, we've talked quite a bit, but I've never been interviewed by you before. So thank you. It was really fun. I like it. Yay. I hope so. And I really, I hope this was fun and I hope our listeners are activated and excited and, and seriously go get the soul connections card from, from peaceandpair.com because they're badass and I can't (laughs) wait to play more of these cards with my kids. And and I think it's really cool. And I just want to share this quick little synchronicity. And I don't know if I said this to you on the phone call right before you reached out to me on Facebook and said, Hey, yeah. how's it going? you know, yeah. I had, I, I think maybe 48 hours, maybe 72 hours before that I was thinking of cards and I was like, I wish I had some cards to do with my kids. And cause a girlfriend of mine gave me these other little, it was like the shape of an apple pie. And it was like a little 
you know, tub. I've seen those. Yeah. Seen and, those. and they yeah. were cool. And yeah. the, like we had them a few years ago and, yeah. you know, we went through all of them and, um, and I was just thinking, gosh, I would like to have something different, you know, like a, yeah. a new version of that. And then you yeah. popped into this beautiful world and here you are. So <laughs> I, I think it's so cool. Cause I'm just curious about the ignition that is going to come from these conversations with my, just and it's in my own little world, my, my kids yeah. and I, and I'm just like, what is going to get planted in their little hearts and in their minds? And what, what are they going to get inspired about? Because we're playing, you know, we're doing these cards and the soulful connections together. So I really feel yeah. like, thank you for making these and thank you for listening to your inner guidance and your wisdom and bringing it forward and knowing that like out of, you know, out of, out of pain sometimes and out of discord, like beautiful things come, you know, and yeah, childbirth is not easy. It's not a beautiful thing. It's a hard as <laughs> heck thing, but then there's this right. cool baby after. So it's like, right. Sometimes right. to go through all that. And so for everybody who's out there going through it, if you're in it, you got the snot things cause you're crying in the corner and something's really hard. Like I had so many snot things when I was going through my divorce. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah this is a thing. There's not things. And um, <laughs> like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you like, and you're yeah. feeling it and you're just like, man, am I ever going to get out of this? Am I ever going to recover from this pain? And, you know, I, I have a feeling you're going to say yes, but I can tell you it's a definite yes. You can get through this and we can get through this together as connected souls. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for empowering your listeners. And that's what I'm trying to do as well. And yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because sometimes it feels like once the tears come, you're just going to drown in a river of your tears, but you don't, you, you don't. really, really don't, but you go through it, you sit with it, you feel it and you analyze it and then you pack it up and you move on. And it does happen, but it's tough. It can it be is. tough it's at the time. It's yeah. tough. So we're feeling you if you're in that state and there's, yeah. I forget who said it, Confucius or so, this too shall pass, you know, whoever yeah. said that one, I don't know, but yeah, I think it, it might well, have been Confucius. I don't know, you <laughs> yeah. know, but it's like, it's true. If, if yeah. you're having a joyful moment, saturate yourself with that because it's not going to last. And if you're having a crappy moment, be reminded that that won't last either. And just know that exactly. there's, there is hope on the other side when you're, and we've all been through it. Yeah. And, yep. it, and you're not alone and it's okay to ask for support and it's yep. in connection. So, yay. All right. How about we close out our, our, do you have anything final before I, before we maybe do a little closing breath with everybody? I'm good. I think this is great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, totally. Okay. So everybody let's do an inhale and think about how we're going to magnetize this wonderful lesson into our being and how we get to translate it into something that serves ourselves, our family, the planet, each other, creating the world that we wish to live in. So let's inhale together. And exhale that magic out into the world, knowing that we are all safe, supported, and loved. Rock and roll. Beautiful. <laughs> mm. All right. Oh, my gosh. Yay. Aloha, everybody. 
Um, and I'll have show notes down below with all the links that we had mentioned at djvaleriebelove.com. And we're going to rock and roll. This is going to be great. And don't forget to go to peaceandpair.com to get your soulful connections cards and to get your, I'll leave the notes, but go to my website and you can get the seven day dream sheet for the experiment. It's going to be so cool. Yay. If you want to make a big difference in your life, go over, check out the show notes at djvaleriebelove.com forward slash zero one zero soulful connections and you can check out the show notes all the links that we've mentioned and you can download a free dream sheet for your seven day experiment this week yeah all right and dream jockeys remember 11 11 a.m mountain standard time every monday morning over at the big dream school facebook group you are cordially invited to join this beautiful group and we will have live q a's every monday and the idea is let's ask our questions let's set our intention for the week on manifesting mondays together as a tribe and support each other throughout the week how's it going what's happening how are you doing what do you need help with that's what the love tribe does for each other and so Let's do it. So 11, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, Big Dream School Facebook group. So hop on over there, meet other beautiful, creative, badass change makers like you who are committed to rocking their dreams in service of this beautiful, glorious planet. All right, we will catch you over there. Aloha. Thanks again for listening to this awesome Big Dream School podcast. If you received any benefit and you like it, it would mean the world to me. If you could please take a moment to send us a review on iTunes and subscribe. It will help us get this message and these tools out there to all of the big dreamers like you. Thank you again and many, many blessings to you in your day. Aloha.